0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Mixed tag It's your man Jared Watson here alongside the always entertaining Miss Tanae Purnell and the wrestling encyclopedia himself, Keith White. Guys, how are we feeling this week? How are we doing?
1: I am still on cloud nine from our interview last week with Tim Storm, who was amazing. And I actually ended up uh, in the NWA official Facebook page and started talking to some people and got introduced to a new podcast. And I feel like it's fair. we got five days, seven days in a week, right? So you can listen to other podcasts besides us. And I got introduced to Tim Battle and his Battleground podcast, which I found really fascinating, really good. They've had some amazing guests on there. Most recently they had uh, James Storm was the episode I listened to. In particular, they did a good interview, but it's an entertaining show. And uh, I think they're really good and they're worth a listen. So, just wanted to kind of shout them out.
0: Definitely, definitely. we got to give other, other podcasts a shout-out on this show, because we love all wrestling, uh, whether it comes to podcast or TV and what have you. So, Keith, that's a great shout-out. But, guys, we have to, first of all, talk about a little bit of tragic news that we had this week. Former member of Crime Time and former WWE superstar Shad Gaspard has unfortunately passed away at the age of 39. Gaspard was swept out to sea while swimming with his 10-year-old son at Venice Beach in Los Angeles. Gaspard was last seen around 3.40 p.m., about 40 yards offshore uh, this past Monday. Uh, he directed uh, rescuers to go save his son before being caught in a strong rip current. Just an awful, awful tragedy. Tanay, I would love to get uh, your insight on this because you had a personal Uh, connection with Crime Time, so I'd like to hear what you have to say.
2: Um, Growing up, Crime Time was pretty much one of the best tag teams of my generation growing up. It's one of the best tag teams, I think, well, they are, if there was a a Hall of Fame for tag teams, they would be in it, in all honesty. Um, Shad was a, he was groundbreaking from his presence, from his wrestling style. He was just a really great wrestler all around and then when he um when he did his community work when it came to wwe you always knew he was a very very genuine person he was a very loving person and to me seeing one of my childhood heroes die it hurts it hurts it's like you were basically my dad man i watched you you watched me grow up and i watched you get beat up a little bit so it was um it was hurt it was hurt a little bit i ain't gonna say a little bit it was a lot of bit but I just gotta say, all prayers are to JTG because I know that was his best. That was his best friend in the whole world. They had years together, so we gotta give a prayers to him and prayers to his wife and his son. Cause I can't. Imma- I can't imagine my dad saying, "Save me first, and I don't get him back. I can't imagine what his son is going through. I personally, I would never want to imagine that. But best we can do is try and give them and lift them up in our prayers and let them get our energy because they need it right now in life more than anybody.
0: Definitely, definitely. It takes a true hero to do something like that. Keith, I want to go to you because you're a father. To say, go save my son first, uh, it's, just, it's it's nothing, you can say nothing more about it. It was just heroic. And Shad, as a person, was heroic before that. They, people said, I never knew Shad personally, but he would always put a smile on his face and give me a hug whenever I saw him. So, Keith, I want to get to you. What do you think, as a father? What, 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 what do you think about this?
1: As Rocky, the Luchador dog upstairs, makes his weekly appearance on the show. In all seriousness, um, so with with Shad Gaspard doing what he did, that is, um, that's instinctual for a father. Uh, you know, putting your son before yourself, and you know, and he did that in a split second, and he was gone and you're right to call him a hero. He absolutely is. Um, he's also his, his reputation around the world as a, a pro athlete and entertainer and human being, no one had anything bad to say about him. So you know that his character is, is airtight. Um, but this week we basically learned, you know, hero is a, uh, four letter word. And I think that hero is now spelled S H a D.
0: You're absolutely right, Keith. Um, Shad will always be one of the most uh, recognizable faces around WWE, along with JTG. You know, they brought us so many laughs, so many smiles. Shad, we can't thank you enough. Our prayers are with you and your family at this time. uh, Shad Gaspard passed away this week at the age of 39 years old. But, guys, we have to move on with the show. Um, You know, last week we had our interview with Tim Storm. We wanted to get that out to you right away and we wanted to focus on that alone. So, we're going to bring you. Uh, into a little opening contest with some news from last week. So first of all, we're going to talk about Becky Lynch and how she has announced that she is pregnant. Lynch made her big announcement two weeks ago on Raw. In addition, she vacated the Raw women's title to Asuka, who won the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match, and little did she know, she wasn't winning a contract. She was winning the actual title itself. Now, Lynch says she found out uh, about her pregnancy back in April, and her baby isn't due until December. So, Keith, I want to go straight to you on this, because little do our fans know that you yourself and your wife are about, are about to have a child. Um, so how do we feel about this? Do you think this was something that Seth and Becky necessarily planned, or do you think it was, you know, it just happened?
1: well we're not going to know unless they tell us um it very well could have been a situation that was planned out uh you know Ronda Rousey made her intentions known since she was in MMA um these guys could have been talking about it but of course they're not going to tell the WWE that necessarily or the the universe until things happen um you know but it also could have been you know things happen <laughs> that's all we got to say right is things happen so it's just, it's a, it's a joyous occasion. Um, from what I could tell on air, I think that that was a surprise. Uh, I, you know, the, the emotion was genuine, uh, for Asuka and, you know, and you could tell from the minute Becky came out, she was crying immediately. So we didn't really know where that was going, but then, you know, they hit us with that swerve, uh, and they've just embraced it. And I think that, I mean, they're, they're selling that, um, t-shirt, the man to the ma, right? It's just neat. Uh, What I'm really interested in seeing is, is she going to come back? And the reason I say that is because she's also gotten the acting bug recently. She ended up in uh, a couple shows, I think, and I could personally easily see her being on like a Game of Thrones style show, you know, or an Outlander or something like that. Something, Something where you go back and you're this strong warrior character, you know, of European descent and that's it. You know, I mean, heck, she could be the new Xena warrior princess. We don't know. Um, but, you know, she could easily go away and act and be a mom in that sense because acting does not require the same amount of, uh, you know, intensity and commitment as being a WWE superstar. So I'm wondering if we have seen the last of her full-time in-ring career.
0: Right, definitely. You know, I, I think this was I'm, – I'm not going to make any assumptions, but I, I really truly do – think that this was a surprise for both Seth and Becky. Because, um, you know, Becky is on her mountaintop. She was a Raw Women's Champion. She was on top of the world. She's probably the number one women's wrestler in the world right now. So, today, I, I want Keith touched on it a little bit earlier, but do you think that Becky will make a comeback from this, or do you think she's going to take um, some time off to raise her child?
2: Um, it'll go one of two ways, in my opinion. The first way, she'll want to get straight back into work. She'll take the time off that's needed, but as soon as so, but as soon as she takes that time, she'll go right back into work. That's one way to look at it, but I highly doubt she'll do it because what mother's going to want to leave their kid as soon as they get, as soon as they're able to go back to work? I think she'll take maybe a year off, maybe a year and a half. It really depends on her and how she reacts to it because some women they love being home they love being home with their kid i'm not like that oh the devil no i couldn't do it they like being home they like being with their kids they like staying being a stay-at-home mom so she might like that adjustment but then again she might be like i need kick some tail just to get some anger out so i feel like i i, I can't i can't really speak on it because i'm not a, <laughs> i'm not a parent i never had kids and don't plan to till at least I'm, I'm 70 so um I, I per- but I personally think I think she will take at least a year and a half off. A woman, a woman's intuition. I think she'll take about a year and a half off, and she'll do what she got to do. She'll heal properly. She'll make sure she's right. She'll be in the gym as much as she can, and come back stronger than ever. Come back forceful. Come back stronger. But I think she'll she'll take that break.
0: Definitely, I think I think she will too. Um, when she said to Asuka in the announcement, she said, y- "You go be the head woman here." While I go be a mother, so I think that was um, a, a statement about she might be gone for a little while, and you know that that's okay. You know that's what you should do as a parent. Uh, your child is first and foremost. So we want to congratulate Becky Lynch um, on this huge announcement that none of us were expecting. Uh, we want to congratulate her aunt Seth. So congrats, Becky. Uh, we hope to see you back really soon. All right, guys, we're going to be heading to another topic, and you know what's sad though. We have all these, you know, we started the show off with Shad being a hero, right? It's sad that we have to transition to a topic like this. Um, Alberto Del Rio, former WWE superstar, was arrested a couple weeks ago and charged with sexual assault. A woman has alleged that Del Rio, whose real name is Jose A. Rodriguez Chukwan, beat her numerous times. The accuser came forward with photos and an affidavit that reportedly gives graphic details uh, of the charged sexual assault incident. And according to arrest paperwork, Del Rio reportedly once threatened the woman that he would, now this is a quote, this is a quote, quote, take her son and drop him in the middle of the road somewhere, end quote. D- that's just, reading that statement alone, that's just disgusting. Um, today I want to go right to you on this. What do we think about Del Rio here? I mean, I've never really personally had a, a, a liking to Del Rio, but what do you think about this? I mean, this is just un- unbelievable.
2: Words can't explain what I think should happen to him, in all honesty, because, because for one, that's not a topic a woman would play with. That's not a topic anybody would play with, in my opi- in my opinion, nor should sure anybody with any type of morals should play with that topic. So of course, for him having the reputation he has, having the reputation he has with WWE, having the um the status he has for a better word, having the status he has, this could really ruin his career, um and it deserves to be. Am I anybody who says you you I'll leave your kid in the middle of the road? Your your career deserves get to get ruined. Your reputation deserves get ruined. You deserve you deserve everything that's coming to you, because I couldn't. I can't imagine a person in the right sense of in the right mind who would say that to somebody else. So I personally feel like Del Rio, he needs to go. I feel like he needs to go get help point blank period. He just needs to go get help. But in a sense, you're beyond help because some stuff you can't take back some words, some words you can't take back. That woman is scarred for life because of what was done, what was said to her. So I feel like he needs to be more than, he needs to be more than held responsible for his actions and he needs to get the proper help and care because that's that's no way shape and form right but deal with me he wouldn't have been walking if he said something like that to me
0: definitely it's it's something that is so serious nowadays in today's culture we, we just talked about two weeks ago Nikki Bella uh, announcing that she was raped as a child I mean this, this is horrible stuff and Keith how does this affect Del Rio's future because Del Rio is known to be a little mischievous backstage around the ring. And he has kids of his own. So I don't understand where he's coming from with this. Uh, Go ahead, Keith. How do you think this affects him in the future?
1: Uh, Today hit the nail on the head when she said that he might be beyond help. Um, This guy, this is not the first time he's been in trouble. Um, Alberto Doria was arrested December 30th, 2016 after a nightclub fight left a man hospitalized He ended up uh, brawling with his own brother in a jail that left blood on the walls, according to Mexican authorities. And then we had an Orlando airport incident with Page that they both say didn't happen, but then authorities got involved, so something happened. Okay, right? Authorities just don't get involved for nothing. Uh, They both admitted in several interviews that Page and him fought because they are, quote, very passionate with bad tempers. That's Del Rio saying that he is very passionate with a bad temper. Well, listen. At this point, you're a grown man. It's time to get some of these things out of your system. And this is a little bit ridiculous. Also, you mentioned he has kids, right? So if you have kids, how can you say that about somebody else's kid? It's called being an adult. And to be honest, if we're, I think all three are in agreement of this. He was trash as a wrestler anyway. He didn't. He, there was no value added to him in WWE. So I, I don't ever care to see him wrestle again.
0: Definitely. Um- I think his character, per se, represented how he truly was in real life. I don't think he had any trouble adapting to that. Um, Like I said before, I I never was a Del Rio fan. He had a a moment in time as a face in the company, and I still think he just didn't fit him. Um, This is absolutely disgusting. That quote really shook me about putting her child in the middle of the road and leaving him somewhere. That's just truly disgusting. He's a monster. I hope he gets his justice behind bars. And, yeah, we're just going to leave it at that. Um, We don't need to talk about him anymore. All right, guys, uh, we're going to move on to a more interesting topic here um, on Mixed Tag. We're going to be talking about two free agents uh, in the wrestling world, WWE's Drew Gulak and NWA's Ricky Starks. Now, we're going to talk about Gulak first. Gulak parted ways with WWE last weekend after he asked for a raise from the company. And according to Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Open Radio, Gulak and the company are still in conversation. They're still in talks about a contract. But now we're going to move to Ricky Starks. Starks is a former NWA television champion, and he says his departure from the company was mutual and insists that the parting was not bitter whatsoever. So, Keith, I'm going to start with you. Should Gulak and or Ricky Starks move to AEW or maybe even impact?
1: So it sounds like Gulak was the situation of a power play gone wrong. Uh, it almost reminds me of like NFL contract negotiations when the guy tries to go for a little too much, gets a little in over his head, and then, you know, deals with the aftermath for his troubles. Now, they were they were pushing him. So I could understand, you know, him wanting a little more money. A lot of those guys, you know, we've talked about the documentation of the money not exactly matching up what goes on year to year. So I can understand the the demand for a raise, especially having to uh, wrestle in these conditions right now. Um, But as far as Ricky Starks, I could easily see Ricky Starks going to Impact, going to AEW, because he's going to, it sounds like he's going to chase the money right now. Otherwise, why are you leaving NWA where you are about to be a big-time featured player. Uh, Nick Aldis, the world's heavyweight champion, actually was in an interview recently, and he said that Ricky Starks is the future. So there was high praise coming from the guy at the very top. And we've seen him. He's got all the talent in the world. He can wrestle. He can cut a promo. He's got this amazing charisma. But he's also got a history with Sammy Guevara. So I believe if we're going to see him anywhere, it's probably going to be AEW.
0: Yeah, I I think the right move for Starks particularly is with AEW, but today we know that both Gulak and Starks really haven't gotten a huge push with their respective companies. Gulak was just in a mix with Daniel Bryan, but you know he really hasn't made it big time in the main event scene. So would a move to AEW or maybe even Impact, uh, Ring of Honor spark either one of their careers in the right direction?
2: Most definitely. I think it would because the one thing that AEW Impact, pretty much every other wrestling outlet has over WWE right now is that they're putting out good content. And that's just honesty. I know that sounds harsh, but that's just honesty. That's like the one thing every other, pretty much every, not even every other, that's pretty much what everybody has over WWE right now, that they actually have content that's being created and it's entertaining. And you have... um. WWE, as we've said countless, countless times, if I've said countless, countless times, they had all the talent in the world, but they never paid it no daggone attention. So I don't see, I don't see how, like I see why, I I see why them being free agents it can be seen as defeating to fans. I see it, but at the end of the day, you have to think of it marketing wise. They weren't being, not saying they weren't being used properly, but they weren't being used to their fullest potential. So therefore it's better for them to be free agents so they can go to places that they are more so able to use their talent and better be more properly used and put their um all their hard work years of training and skills to better use because wwe wasn't cutting it for for wwe wasn't cutting it for him and neither was the other company for the for the other for the other guy i'm really drawing a blank on the on the names but it's it's cool but um i feel like I feel like they'll have a, a very promising career in a in AEW and in Impact if they choose to go that route.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think I think Starks' free agency it wasn't as much of a surprise as Gulak's because Gulak was in a match the night before he got released. So, um, and he was finally getting you know a little bit of a push, a little bit on the main on the main scene, but. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think what I think is going to happen is Gulak is going to re-sign with WWE and continue his thing with Daniel Bryan. Um, but I do think Starks might be in talks with AEW and even Impact. I think he would thrive in both. Uh, but as Keith and I were talking off-air, AEW has a stacked roster, and a lot of their talent's not being used uh, as much as we'd like. But I don't know. Maybe maybe this will spark both of their careers, Um Anyway, Drew Gulak and Ricky Starks are free agents. Let's see where they end up, guys. Uh, but we're going to move on to another another serious topic. I know, guys, we're talking about a lot of serious things on this show. Uh, but there's stuff we need to know and we need to discuss. Martha Hart says she won't allow WWE to induct her late husband, Owen Hart, into their, quote, fake and garbage Hall of Fame. Now, Martha did an interview with CBS Sports to promote uh, Dark Side of the Ring, And she talks about how WWE handled Owen's death at Over the Edge 1999, claiming they, quote, scooped him out like a piece of garbage. Martha also noted that WWE not stopping the show after the accident was appalling, calling Vince McMahon a poor leader because he failed the talent that night as they were looking for leadership. Now, guys, I want to read this quote to you uh, really quickly about her stance uh, on the WWE Hall of Fame. So here we go. Quote, their Hall of Fame... They don't even have a hallway of fame. It doesn't exist. There's nothing. It's a fake entity. There's nothing real or tangible. It's just an event they have to make money. They put it on TV and have a celebration, and it's just so ridiculous. I would never even entertain it. It's garbage, end quote. Some really, really interesting quotes there from Martha. Keith, is Martha right? about Vince McMahon being a poor leader in this situation? Because we have a lot of opinions around the wrestling world about that night in particular. So do you think Vince uh, is a poor leader for not stopping the show right away?
1: I think in that situation, he's a poor leader in several different ways. Uh, First of all, a leader is somebody who is willing to do whatever they ask of you. And I'm not so sure that he would have been willing to descend from the rafters the same way he had Owen Hart going to do that he's been willing to do a lot of things but the tricky thing about that is Owen Hart it's been on record from Owen Hart himself from other wrestlers and I'm talking this is this has got to be true because way too many people have said it is that he was not comfortable with doing that stunt and he did it because he's a company guy but where does it stop if a guy's not comfortable with it why are you going to make him do it and as we saw It ended ended his life. He's done, right? A tragedy happened in front of thousands in the attendance and millions watching at home. And it's disgusting. And right then and there, the show should have been stopped. In fact, I would argue that he got rushed out of there too quick, right? You're not supposed to touch people. If If you get in a car accident, you're supposed to lay down and people aren't supposed to touch you until the paramedics do. So if he got scooped out like some garbage they should have waited and had to, and stabilized him and just done things right then and there but i guarantee you they were told to come back as quickly as possible get him out of there and so i just have a problem overall with the fact that they continued that show jared and i were talking the commentary team had to keep going after seeing that the referees had to keep going after seeing that wrestlers had to keep wrestling watching him get wheeled away and then going out in the match. Mick Foley had an amazing excerpt from his book about it. It's a tragedy, and WWE dropped the ball on all fronts that night, and it all goes back to one man because one man rules the world there, and that's Vince McMahon.
0: Definitely. I I can't imagine uh, being Jim Ross that night, having to announce to the entire world that Owen Hart died right in front of him. And I can't imagine being in the front row either seeing that happen because on dark side of the ring, I did get to see this and hear this. Somebody said that Owen Hart's last words were look out as he was falling. He was trying to make sure everybody was out of the way so they would not get hurt. Owen Hart did a lot for the WWE. And we're talking about the value of human life here. Vince McMahon has kept shows going for many reasons. Many deaths, many tragic incidents around the world. He's kept shows going. And this right here, I just don't understand how you can keep a show going when somebody has died in the middle of the ring. How is this even possible? Uh, today, Martha had a lot of strong things to say about this, and rightfully so. It was her husband's life here. So my question to you is, do you think... She was right calling WWE's Hall of Fame garbage not being really an honor. And do you think Owen will even be considered for the WWE Hall of Fame after these comments?
2: I think she's entitled to her opinion because what people have to remember is that that was her husband. He was a hero to us, but at home she was that was that was her everything. So losing your everything, you not saying she wants to be mad at everyone, but in the stages of coping, you're gonna get mad, you're gonna get angry. And she had like what um what Keith said, you had all the, she had all she has all the reasons to be mad at, at Vince because he didn't stop the show, he kept it going, she said scoot them out like a piece of garbage. So you can only imagine the anger that has to build up and that happened in ninety nine. So you can imagine all the years, all these years have gone by and now they wanna consider him. I to her I feel like it can be seen that they're trying to um use a face again as a as a as a way of getting uh, views back because he's a name a lot of people know own heart is a name everybody knows so it's like in a lot of companies they use names to bring views back they use names to bring audiences back i feel like it, I, I don't feel like her words were meant the way they were said i feel like she's saying i don't want you to use my husband's name as a pawn to make your company better that's where i think she's coming from i don't think she means it as saying that the hall there's no point in the hall of fame because even in rock and roll, you have a hall of fame for all the best rock and rollers. You have the BET awards. It's just a way of giving honor to people who've worked really hard. So I don't think she's saying, um, I don't think she's saying, um, screw them all the way around. That's not, that's not her intention. She's just saying, you're not going to use my husband's name as a, um, as a pawn. And there, she's not wrong for that. It, it, it's her right. It's her prerogative. She has her opinion. She has her emotions but I feel like it could have been worded different so that people don't think she's against the career he had in general.
0: Definitely. I I think you make a valid point there. Um, I think she was aiming that a little bit more towards how the company handled the situation overall. Um, Like you said, this was a moment in wrestling history that for one should have never even happened in the first place. If we're going to be honest, Vince McMahon, uh, did a post show interview after the incident, and he said that Owen practiced the routine like three or four times before the show, and nothing went wrong. If I was him, I wouldn't even consider doing something that would be this dangerous in a way. I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to make him a superhero, uh, come from the raptor, save the day. But this is a god. This is human life. This is a guy with a family. I I would not put my workers in in as much harm as Vince McMahon has, especially in that situation. But it's interesting to hear from Martha, especially, about it. And if you want to check all this information out, you can go back and watch Dark Side of the Ring. They talked about it. Um, Owen was a great talent. I think he should be in a Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, For what he did in his career. Because he was that truly great of a talent. But um, we'll see where it ends up. Um, Martha with some strong comments there. uh, Here on Mixtech. And guys. We got to talk about what's going to happen this weekend. AEW. Double or nothing pay-per-view. Guys. I looked at this card the other day. And I was impressed. I was excited. It really truly makes me want to buy the pay-per-view. And watch—they have that much talent uh, going this weekend. So Keith and I are going to give some predictions uh, from the show for the show that we think is going to be—you know—what would bring the, the show a little bit more interesting than what they might do. So I'm going to go first. We all know in recent weeks that John Moxley and Brody Lee have been fighting it out, uh, dishing it out for the AEW World's title. Brody Lee took the title. Literally from Moxley, and he's holding it, and he's calling himself the world champ when really it's Moxley. So my prediction for AEW, double or nothing, is that Brody Lee will actually defeat Moxley and win the AEW World's Championship. I think Brody Lee is on top of the world right now. Um, he was always that talent uh, in WWE, like Tanay mentioned earlier. That kind of goes by the wayside. They had it all along, but Vince McMahon just kind of pushes it off to the side. I think Brodie Lee needs this win right here to really prove that the Dark Order is who they say they are. Moxley's all big and bad, and we all know that, and we, we know he's the fa- one of the faces of AEW. But I just think right now, in this time, the Dark Order needs to go big. They need to be the main heel faction in the company. And who better to lead them than Brodie Lee as the world's champion? So that's my prediction for the show. Brodie Lee is going to defeat Jon Moxley and become the AEW world's champion. Keith, what you got?
1: So I kind of agree with you on the situation because Moxley doesn't need any title to, to be Moxley. And I think that um, a faction like that needs a title. The inner circle needed the title as long as they could have it. AEW is cool because I feel like uh, anytime there's a pay-per-view, you actually never know who's, like, you can't tell who's going to win that title bout because they always have a situation where it's going to be somebody good. But here's my thought if we're breaking down the, the, uh, the pay-per-view overall. I think that we're going to see a lot more heels win than baby faces. I think Britt Baker is going to win her match. I think that MJF is going to have a competitive match against Jungle Boy, but ultimately win and try and humiliate him. I think Nyla Rose can't be stopped at this point for uh, the women's championship. Uh, The the casino ladder match, I don't know who to pick, Um, but I would most likely assume that uh, the way that match goes is going to be how we're going to know who wins the championship, the world championship match. If it's a babyface, we know that that... um, Brody Lee is going to win. If it's a heel, then we can figure out most likely that uh, John Moxley is going to win. That's how I look at that one. Um, and I can't wait to see who the mystery opponent is in the latter match. I feel like Matt Hardy and the Elite might take that win. But then I want to talk, to Jared, about Cody and Lance Archer for the TNT Championship. I feel like Lance Archer has a really good chance to win uh, because he's been so dominant and he'd be a new face. But my other thought is Cody Rhodes could be the guy that's beat the guy who is just killing everybody. And he's that feel good, heartwarming comeback story. And we talked about the idea of having somebody with a name holding that TNT championship the first time. So I could see the rationale for both. I just have a gut feeling that it's going to be Archer.
0: Yeah, I think so too, Keith. Um, That was going to be my second pick uh, prediction. I think Lance Archer is on top of the world right now. He has Jake Roberts as his manager, per se. And I I think Cody's willing to take that loss to build Archer up. But like you said, it could go really either way. Cody could win or Lance could win and be fine. But we also want to mention really quickly that Mike Tyson is going to present the TNT title to the winner of that match. So when we were talking about last week, you know, how he was coming back, uh, getting into shape, going into more boxing, exhibition message. This is huge, uh, having him in a wrestling ring again. I have a feeling he's going to get involved somehow. I just can't see where he just hands the title over. So great prediction from you, Keith. Um, I definitely think that's going to happen. And hopefully we get a good pay-per-view outing from them. This might be one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. I'm just going to say that right now. So you can you can go ahead and buy that and, and watch it. I'm, I'm definitely considering uh, getting this pay-per-view. I haven't felt this way about a pay-per-view in a long time, so... Interesting to see what plays out there.
1: Jared, real quick, what do you think? What do you think Tyson's going to do? Like what is your prediction for Tyson?
0: I have a feeling in the back of my mind that two things are either are, are going to happen. Either one he's going to help Cody win the title and then Cody gets it and then they have this big celebration or he's going to have an altercation with Lance Archer after Lance wins. I I have a f- you know you know Mike Tyson Keith he's going to get involved somehow in this match. So I just I definitely think he's going to be a big presence there uh, over the weekend. So we're going to move on now t- to our weekly trivia question here on MixTag. So last week's question was this. Which superstar made his debut by attacking WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair the night after WrestleMania 22 in 2006? while also being introduced by his manager, Armando Alejandro Estrada. Your choices were A, Matt Stryker, B, Finley, C, Paul Burchill, or D, Umaga. And congratulations. Guys, we have our first-ever two-time trivia question winner, Jeremy Jimenez. We mentioned him the second question, I believe, uh, for our weekly trivia. So, Jeremy you're shouted out again, man. Congratulations. You're getting these questions right, and we encourage you to keep trying and keep guessing. As we encourage all of our listeners here, please, 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 if you want to have your name shouted out on the air and answer the trivia question, send us an email with the correct answer at mixed tag show at gmail.com. Guys, we really want to hear from you uh, from this. It's just a cool opportunity uh, for us and for you. So... Congratulations, Jeremy, for answering last week's question. Now we're going to move on to this week's question. According to AEW ring announcer Justin Roberts, the tag team known as Private Party weighs in at how much? Is it A, two bottles of tequila, B, 24 ounces of vodka cranberry, C, two splashes of club soda, or D, two shots of whiskey? Guys, if you want to answer this week's question, email us at mixtagshow at gmail.com to get your name. Shout out live on the air. That's going to be a fun one. I, I, I really like this week's question. But, guys, that's going to just about do it for this week's episode of Mixtag. It was kind of a serious one, one that we don't really like to talk about that much with all the bad news going around. Um, but we have to get it out for you guys uh, because it's just the reality of what's happening right now. But we appreciate you listening next week we'll have a more upbeat show for you uh, but until then your man jared watson here i was alongside tanae pernell and keith white guys it was a great show thank you so much for listening we're out